0: mm oh. Alright guys, sorry that uh, I think I started the theme song off a little aggressively, but again, we're still sticking to not editing because I feel like if I take the time to edit or listen to playbacks, I'm never going to launch these. Um, You think that maybe I'll get a little more used to it? I don't think I ever will, guys. I think I will always feel a ton of anticipation and I'll always just be like a Rip the banded kind of person. I'll always be the perfectionist type who like needs to go back and like obsess control, so you know I just can't do it okay we we hit record we and we go, and we roll, okay um, so last episode, I talked to you about paper clips um, I think I implied what this session would be, but I didn't tell you what it was. I told you what the next one would be in the next one. I'm gonna tell you about temple names, but I didn't tell you about what was gonna happen in this one. This one is gonna be all about impressions, so um. Yeah, you know, oh, sorry. Uh, the way that I was um, thinking about it, and I'll just kind of look at what I had kind of glanced at. I want to talk about, you know, just kind of like trusting your gut instinct, following these different things. Um, you know, how I ended up meeting the Gongs has a lot in common with how I met the Oogdorps, which has a lot in common with how I ran into the Gongs for the second time. Um, so, um, for those of you who aren't into the church or whatever, and you know, uh, don't know much about the leadership, um you know we have like the 15 most and we'll just say notorious spiritual leaders of the church um there's the the uh it's a complicated way to explain it. highest ranking eldest ranking sen- senior ranking members um the first presidency three three gentlemen of the brethren okay there's obviously the prophet president Nelson. i talked about him and then there's um they still call the other two presidents because there's the first presidency, even though they're the counselors to the prophet. So, um, it'd be president, uh, Oaks is next. And then president Iron's after him. And then there's the 12 disciples after them. Um, that, you know, we all fo- also sustain us. He has revelators. Oh, words are so hard right now. I'm sorry. Um, we call them, you know, we acknowledge them as the 12 apostles, just like Jesus selected 12 apostles in his day. Um, you know, there's definitely some differences to, I think, how it conceptually is explained and handled now compared to what you would think of when you think of disciple. But at the same time, like, it is very much in common um, in theory. You know, when I, I've talked about priesthood keys in season one, and I'm not sure if I explained it as well as I could have, but in theory, you know, they hold the most keys. So they have the most authority and power from God to help lead the church, um, and that so, it, i think a lot of you know the flack the church gets has to do with their phrasing because a way that you know it might be phrased outside of the church would just be like they're the leaders of the church they're our spiritual leaders you know like when you have a pastor or something you obviously trust a pastor or um a a regular bishop or i'm trying to think of other things like the catholic church um preachers and stuff you know in other churches like you just acknowledge them at that level and you're just like yeah we follow them because we trust it like God is using them to help teach us. But for some reason, when we add these other phrases in, like prophets and seers and elevators, then it's just too much for people. Like people panic about it, basically. They're like, oh, that's too far. Well, is it really too far? Because in the same sense, like when you deal with a pastor or preacher, you are trusting them to be your leader. You're trusting that God gave them guidance and wisdom. You're trusting that they might have like a vision for the future of like what your church can do to make a difference in the world. Yet, for some reason we use different words it adds different connotations and it can get kind of spooky for people so please don't be spooked by it um the, so i've already wasted 4 of my ideally not many minutes cuz we're keeping it shorter and se- sweeter this season um so let's get going let's talk about these trailing of impressions cuz i think there's there's probably another one i can tell you about uh anyway let's see read you can do this they um Well, I think that maybe, I think what's happening in my brain right now is I just want to talk about something that is not the plan. And what I mean is I think my plan was not the plan. (laughs) My plan is not the real plan right now. I think I really need to uh, take a minute to acknowledge some things that are happening in just like my life in real time that are important to me and that are really cool. And then I will get back to explaining impressions to you in detail in one of the next episodes. Um, so I've been working pretty hard, I mean, not like super hard, but hard enough on music stuff in the last few months, uh, pretty much around the same time, I think when I started the podcast, might've been a few weeks before or right around the same time. So they're pretty close together. I also started working on my music again. Um, so I've been in and out of music for long enough to, I just, I pick it up sometimes and I put it down other times, um. And I, I don't know what happened, but I, I basically decided, like, I want to try, you know, pushing some stuff out on TikTok. I love watching TikToks. You've got to be careful what you watch on TikTok, okay? They put some real gunk in your head sometimes, right? And there's some raunchy things that roll through there. But, I mean, I mostly like fun stuff, you know, or stuff that, like, teaches me new stuff or, um, you know, motivational stuff. Um, I like emotional stuff. I like, you know, so... um and I don't know I just felt like you know I I discovered some cool music in there that really helped like set you know set the tone or like change things for me um so I I don't know whatever reason I just like looked into it and it really wasn't that hard to get rolled in so I I signed up and um nothing really took off I think I don't know. I'd have to double check the stats and I don't feel like pulling them right now, but definitely within the last couple of months my music's gotten more popular. Am I actually popular or famous? Of course not. But, you know, in the beginning there was like no one looking at my music and it's like, Okay, well, did I do the right thing? Probably not. Pretty confused about it, right? And then I started doing some TikTok promoting, which you just you just throw them a few bucks in exchange they they push your stuff out a little extra. Um And, you know, your video has to meet certain requirements to do that. Anyways, and I was like, well, it's just, like, stupid. Like, am I spending my money for a good reason, or am I just being ridiculous? And I got, like, really, it was really, it's been a lot of back and forth for me up until about a few days ago, where I really kind of felt like I received some confirmation that, like... I may not know where I'm going with music. I also may not know how long I'm going to be focused on music. But I think for right now, like having a fair amount of my energy devoted to music is not a bad life choice. Right. So I'm I'm still in institute choirs. I'm also I'm auditioning for another choir. But if I don't get into that one, I don't really care. I'm totally willing to audit them so that I can just focus. Audit just means like observe them Um, so I can just focus on like watching them work and trying to add that to my my music skills, you know um just even as a singer hearing things that they do and you know as a writer you know i really struggle with vocals and lyrics i don't get it at all frankly so the more i study that the more i will get it obviously so it's kind of an all-around win for me and then you know i'm pushing out my music on tiktok and the way that they do it they actually use this platform called sound on and I promise this is getting somewhere, okay, guys? So the sound on platform pushes out to TikTok, obviously. And then I think one that I don't really understand, Riso, because we don't have it in our region. I should Google it more. But the main ones they push through is TikTok and Riso. But then they also have, like, is it licensing or copywriting? I don't remember what it is. Where that basically allows them to push out through a lot of other platforms. They can't do, like, Facebook and Instagram for some reason. You have to have an additional copyright secured for that. But um, they can do like a bunch of basic things like Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, and then a bunch of other things that I don't even remember. There's this whole list, and they they send your music out, and I'm not very techy. So honestly, I don't even know how to really track my stats on many sites. But I can track TikTok, and um, especially in the last month or two, um, and maybe even bigger push within the last couple weeks here. Um, you know, my music's not over a hundred thousand um, views. Which, it's not strictly my views, right? So people can use my sounds in their videos. And when they do that, I can A, see their videos. I can... And then B, the views that they get on those videos, to my understanding, are the ones that reflect back on my TikTok scores. So, the people that have used my sounds have helped create 100,000 listening views to my music. Now, some of them can cheat, where you can use my sound, but then not actually let my sound be heard which is interesting. I've only run into it a couple times. I think everyone could probably do if you know how to edit, but this is so stupid and off track. I don't know what's happening to my brain right now, but we're going somewhere. Please wait for it. Wait for it. So in being able to see their videos, I can also go in and like, you know, obviously watch them and you know see things that they're doing. And a lot of my people that like my music are not from the U S which is almost makes me a little sad but it's really cool though you know because i go and i get to see different parts of the world like i can see some stuff with their families i can see their foods they like to eat i can you know read some quotes that they write um and i about a little over a year no a little under a year ago i started studying a bunch of languages i don't advertise a lot because i think it's kind of weird but it is kind of cool, and I do enjoy it, where, like, I use Duolingo, and I, I've i got to have, like, 16 languages that I've learned bits and pieces from, some obviously better than others, but I'm only fluent in English, so I never advertise that I uh, know some other languages in little bits and pieces, um, and... Uh, but so now that I'm doing this TikTok thing and I can open this and I see these languages and I recognize them and then it's easy for me to go pull the translations and figure out what they're saying and what they're talking about. And it's so fun for me, you know, like even like when there's one of those, you know, there's languages that don't obviously use our regular A through Z Latin based alphabet and I like to look at one and be like, oh, that's Russian. And then go, you know, like that's, you know, to even recognize those women like, oh, that one looks kind of like Russian, but not. So I think that one's Greek. I then to, like, look at these different slat lines and be like, oh, I, that's Malay, which I don't do Malay, but I learned from TikTok that it was Malay, you know, and you know, that one looks like tur- a Turkic something, and, you know, there's one kind of language I'd never even heard of before, therefore I still don't know how to say, like, Abernage, whatever, it's a Turkic family language, and, you know, all this stuff, and, you know, recognizing the Spanish versus the Portuguese, that always makes me feel really proud, I'm like, ah, now that is Portuguese, you know, pull up Portuguese, and so it's just a cool thing for me. It's been really nice. Um, I hadn't even told my friends that I was doing music again. So, um, they, um, whatever I put it on Facebook. Cause it had finally come up weirdly awkwardly in like the last couple of weeks with enough people where they're like, you do music. And I'm like, oh, kind of <laughs> kind of, it's not like, it's not like I play my own concerts. I mean, I sing in choirs at concerts, but they're not really concerts. They're like events, devotionals and stuff. Oh, I have done some concerts not th- not the point, okay. The point right now is I kind of just sit in a room with a piano by myself or I sit on the computer in my bedroom by myself and work on music, and it's just not you know, so I mean I do shut up, Reed. you guys got it, okay, so there's just i I have a hard time acknowledging that I do music and it feels weird to like like I was basically hiding it from people I think so i I just made sure to just like set the tone and set the record like yes I'm doing music again um even just the other day someone was like wow I didn't realize you were so passionate about it and I was just like yep because I didn't um you know I, I I have a hard time with it um one of the coolest things about me and music is I'll take you back to the beginning take you back down that road when you want back okay um where when I first started playing piano, which is where I do most of my writing on, um, I, you know, there was just kind of some tumultuous things happening um, where my caretakers were, and um, one of them, of all the places they bounced around, had like a piano, and um, there could be a lot of crazy stuff happening um, in that house from just general neglect and like straight abuse to like just witnessing domestic domestic violence. Like there was just a lot of things happening there, but what 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 was consistent was usually if the piano was playing if there was there's peace and I so I think that that just helped me feel like that immediate affiliation towards piano and um, in I grew up in a district that was big on teaching music and education so we learned the recorders so then I could do some notes and then next thing you knew I'm sitting at her piano looking at these notes one by one trying to figure some things out um using one of the beginner books and just kind of ran away with it I self-taught piano um, and by the time I was about 10 I, I wrote my first little tune um, I didn't do anything with it at that time uh, I wrote my like second or second and maybe started my third tune when I was probably 11 11 that sounds about right yeah 11 um, and then yeah I uh, I got into drugs for the first time when I turned 12 so It was kind of like that year gap of nothingness. Um, I did some music, but I don't remember much of anything that happened. I didn't write at all, I think. And then 13, I got sobered up for the first time, and I started uh, actually scoring, so like writing my own notations and stuff for other people to play for the first time, and by spring of that, my 8th grade year, someone had, they had performed my music at a concert, and that was really cool for me. Um, And then freshman year old around and I got back into drugs and alcohol again, so I was off music again. Um and then it took a couple years to kind of square myself away and I ended up finally back in a like in a school building for my senior year of high school. And um they we had like one, one music class maybe a couple of times a week and it wasn't really a music class. It was just like a jam session kinda. Of. We didn't do anything. Um and that was only part of my senior year. But I we did have a piano in the building so Uh, Often if I had any spare time, I would probably sit down with the piano. Uh, I don't know how often it really was because it was... Yeah. Anyways, but I decided just when I started college that I did want to study music composition. So for a year I did that, but then I got sick with physical health stuff. So um, I focused on that for a while. I stopped playing for a few years. I think I wrote maybe two songs in the time. Um, I eventually later got a piano, but then it... You know, then I was in that tumultuous marriage, and my husband didn't like it when I would sit and play the piano, so I didn't play anymore. You know, obviously, you see, like, there's so much back and forth in music, and it it really can drudge up so much for me. Especially because, from the beginning, like, music has been intertwined with, like, the the deepest feelings I have, you know? It's been intertwined from the very beginning, Um, and, you know, it has obviously ebbed and flowed with some really big events in my life, right? And... You know, when I joined the church, uh, obviously the church buildings have pianos, um, and it's really hard for me to resist a piano if I'm by a piano. So I started playing again, and I started writing again. Um, I didn't, I refused to score. I did not want to write for people anymore though. I did not even want to try to pick that up again. Um, I would just play and call it good, and I was happy with that. I wasn't recording, I wasn't notating nothing um i remember i pulled a couple of old videos from you know back in college for the first time anyway <laughs> back when i was studying music in college anyway um and, and threw them on my tiktok just because it was like a nice relic for me and then it was like oh i think i like the pandemic happened and i got a laptop at high garage band for the first time so i like put on some electronic stuff through them on my tiktok whatever I didn't do anything else for the next couple of years. Um, When I joined the church and, you know, now I'm exposed to all these pianos again, it's like, well, I'm playing and that's enough for me. Like, I feel such a strong connection, like, with myself, with my past, with my life, and with God when I play that I could just sit there for hours and I don't want an audience. I don't need an audience. I don't want to record. It's just me, the piano, my thoughts, and all the powers that be, right? And then something happened something happened somewhere somewhere when i'm trying to think of when i started recording again i think it was this fall this past fall and maybe september-ish or something i'd have to look at my tiktok i should have looked at this sorry guys should have got you a better timeline but um saturday oh saturday fuzzy day um so in the fall i just like just shared some blips right and that's what i called them because they were short i didn't know how to work tiktok they were like literally like 15 second like sped up clips of me not the not that the phone sped them up i sped them up i tried to play like as much of a tune line that it would like sound nice or make sense in like a bit of a span and i think i did like i don't know 17 or 20 of them and i was like i want to do more and someone showed me how to get the videos longer so i just started playing more so i started writing more Next thing you knew, I, I'm i trying to think of when I scored again for the first time. I, I think it was November. November had just been long enough. I was like, that's, it's about time. I opened up, fired up the notation system, started scoring, did like an arrangement mashup. And I was like, this is just, I'm just arranging. I'm not, I'm not going to write. And I did write a special uh, accompaniment line under the arranging, which was also a mashup of a couple of different hymns. Um, and I was like, no, it's just enough for me. I'm just uh, enjoying this and it's not going to go any further. And obviously I lied to myself because at the same time, I, next thing I knew I was signing up to be a TikTok sound creator. And, uh, yeah, and what a wild ride because ever since then, I'm just I'm riding so much more. I think it's nice that this week there's a spring break for the building that I rehearse in the, the most now. Their their classes are out, so uh, I can't even go in and play if I wanted to. I could get into other buildings, I'm sure, if I asked, but I don't want to. Honestly, I'm enjoying this little break right now, because before, like last week, there was this day where I think I started like three new songs, and that was so much. And then the next day, I wrote like two more. I think it was a lot happened there, and um, <laughs> you know, it's so cool and wonderful, but it is interesting and confusing, and there's a lot of feelings in it, and I just. uh shared this story the other day on my TikTok that I'll share with you now and then I'll shut up, but uh, with my choirs back in the fall, I think, uh, and this might be part of what shifted my brain now that I'm thinking about it, but this is probably part of what happened, okay? So if you've ever heard of the piano guys, um, Stephen Sharp Nelson is one of the cellists, and I say one of the cellists like there's more than one, because I feel like there is, but there actually probably isn't. I don't know. I really didn't, we're not fact-checking, right? Not fact-checking, kids? So, um, Stephen Sharp Nelson gave this, um, it wasn't a talk really, he was just telling us this story about how, I think he had to have been newer in his career, right? The piano guys, they, they do a lot of brilliant classical style, classical instruments anyways, covers of very popular, like, you know, like pop songs and, well not pop songs really, but rock songs for sure. And, you know, just anyways, they're well known, you get it, okay? If you don't get it, just type in Piano Guys, they'll come right up, promise, and then you'll be like, oh, these guys, or you'll be like, oh, I've never heard of this, thank you, Reed, for showing me this, eee, and you're welcome. Um, <laughs> so with the Piano Guys, and maybe it was a project manager, stage manager, whatever, their manager, someone, someone I think that was had something to do with running the show or a mentor, no idea, just basically told him, cause maybe he was nervous or something that reminded him, Stephen Sharp Nelson, that you, that he didn't have to try to be Yo-Yo Ma. And Yo-Yo Ma is, like, even I've heard of Yo-Yo Ma, okay, one of the greatest cellists probably ever, if he's not straight up the greatest cellist ever, because even I've heard of him, and I'm not that into cello. But I do love the cello, so that's why I've heard of him, at least, and I loved that movie, you know, If I Stay, which she was a cellist, so of course she talked about Yo-Yo Ma, etc., etc., um, and, you know, Stephen Sharp Nelson has this brilliant style that's like all his own. And then they do all this writing and, you know, it's Stephen Sharp Nelson needs to be Stephen Sharp Nelson. Like we need the world to have a Stephen Sharp Nelson um, and we don't need him to try to be a Yo-Yo Ma. And admittedly, it seems like he doesn't think he could be a Yo-Yo Ma even if he wanted to, which is fine, you know. And But he points out that like we all have our own rules to play. You know, he doesn't need to try to be Yo-Yo Ma because his job is already taken. He needs to be Stephen Sharp Nelson and do Stephen Sharp Nelson's job. Um, So I made this TikTok, like, explaining this story. And then I added, like, come on, guys, like, think about it. Like, would you ask Rihanna to sing Beyonce or Beyonce to sing Rihanna? Probably not. Um, Even though I'll never be as good as them, like, what? Uh, would you ask Mozart to play you Beethoven or Beethoven to play you Mozart? Probably not. Not now, right? You know, like they have their own creative rights. Like, and I think I added in the comments or something. Like, would you ask Luke Bryant to sing Dolly Parton? Like, no. Um, Trying to think of some other ones. I did. Um, Three Days Grace and Three Doors Down. I thought they sounded the same for a while. You know, would you ask them to play each other's music? Probably not. Would they do it? Probably, but like, you know, you get the gist. They're like, there's this respect there, um, and that people need to respect themselves more. You need to be whoever you are. You need to be your whole self. You don't need to try to be someone else. You don't need to try to imitate them. You need to be whoever you are. And yes, change is good. Change is great. Change is so necessary. But are you changing for real and like becoming who you really are yourself? Or are you just, I don't know, bridging a gap, trying to imitate, trying to make a mock-up of something else, trying to conform and there, I saw that there's no validity in any of that. It's all amazing. And, you know, especially when you get into art, you know, you might, I think it, whatever your art form is, whether it's, you know, studio art paints and stuff and drawing or photography or dancing or music or singing or writing, um, there's all sorts of art, right? And there's people who do all sorts of crazy other creative stuff, you know, make stuff with their hands, making jewelry, you know, whatever, you know, you guys get it, right? um and there's this pressure to to like it's like all a competition to like either match something that someone else can do to prove that you're that good or to figure out something you can do that's better than what they did and there's just all this garbledness and at the end of the day like you're still just you and i swear that you is enough you know my best may not look the same every day but whatever my best is that's enough and god and the universe will do the rest and that that can be so hard to trust so this is i don't know why this ended up being such a mess so i think i'm gonna make it a bonus episode um even though i did follow an impression so i guess like it kind of counts but maybe we'll just leave it as an impression i had the impression that i Don't have the wording right for how to explain whatever I was about to talk about. So we did something else. And I'm sorry this got a little longer than our 12 to 20 minute goal. But here's your outro. So would you believe me if I told you about uh, impressions? Did this uh, impress you? (laughs) Stupid pun that was unnecessary. All right. Love you guys. Goodbye.